All right, my loves. Today I have a very special episode for you. I am bringing on one of my witchy sisters that is amazing. And I am so excited to share her journey and her story with you. Stay tuned and meet Shauna Hanlon. Hello, and welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. Hello, beautiful souls. Thank you for listening to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I am here with Shauna Hanlon, and I am so excited. I met Shauna a few weeks ago at an Oktoberfest, and we just kind of fell in love spiritually, and here she is. So I want to introduce Shauna to you guys. Shauna, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do and what magic you bring into the world? Hi, so I'm Shauna, and I am a demonstrating evidential medium and intuitive tarot card reader. And I run a healing crystal business called Sunny Vibe Crystals. So I'm a small business owner. I do all the things. I work with spirit to uh, bring healing. I like to do a lot of grief work and I like to do demonstrations because I feel like they're more accessible. You know, private readings can be a little pricey for people. So if you can go to an event and kind of take your chances and get chosen, I feel like it kind of, you know, it's a nice alternative where you don't have to really shell out a lot of money. I do read tarot cards intuitively. I've been doing that a long time since my 20s. So quite a while, maybe like I'd say 15, 20 years ago. So everybody knows how old I am, but that's okay. Because it's only a number. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've been doing that. I started out with like a friend just kind of, you know, playing with cards and we ended up starting to do them every day and it turned into just something that we bonded over for a long time. So yeah, so outside of that, that's really it. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I'm super <laughs> excited to talk all the things because yes. just your, your title alone says so much, right? You were talking about the demonstrations. Let's start there for a little bit. So when you say demonstrations, I know my mind immediately goes to like the people you see on TV. Mm-hmm. It is. So, it's similar. It's basically the same idea. So a demonstrating medium, like I would say like the John Edwards, the Teresa Caputo's like they're, what they're doing is demonstrating. I know that they do private clients as well, but when they're standing in front of people, it's basically like you're half performing and half healing. It's a little bit of both because you're in front of so many people, sometimes smaller groups, sometimes larger, it really doesn't matter. It usually involves a circle. It doesn't have to, some people like to stand on stage, but it's basically just like that idea, just kind of like picking people out of the crowd, that spirit either calls you or you're called to them. It could go either way. But it's really interesting because I find that spirit always finds a different way to come in in that modality. Like when you sit in a private reading, I feel like sometimes you get very cyclical about this is how I do things. This is, you know, how I lay it out, how I connect to spirit. I'm going in this way, asking these questions. When you're in front of that much energy, you kind of just, I'd like to say, I kind of just black out and flow with it. Like you really can't overthink it because you have to trust spirit so much that you're picking the right person, matching the spirit with the right person. I'm an evidential medium. So that means that I don't just go in with a message. I'm not coming in saying like, oh, grandma just wants to tell you she loves you and she misses you and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that does come out because it's true and it's real, but I'm giving more than that. So as an evidential medium, you're basically 
giving personality traits, memories, hobbies, dislikes, likes, experiences that actually are unique to that individual person's life when they were here. So only their family or friends would know these things or not Googleable things or anything like that. So that's what makes it a little more special because it really does show you the connection with proof. So that's basically the difference with an evidential medium in a demonstrating forum. That's really interesting because it's very different than how I work. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, but it's also a lot of fun to know that our gifts can come through in so many different ways and we can help people in so many different ways by connecting with the loved ones. So what if you, I mean, if you were able to choose, I'm sure you have like five bajillion to choose from, but if you were to choose, like what was your, I guess, most rewarding experience doing this work? Ooh, most of it's all rewarding. So it's so hard to pick one. I feel like every single connection that I've ever done for anyone or made for anyone, it's just special always, you know, it just always is. They're all different and they're, they all bring different healing to different people. There's been interesting ones. I had one where I was in a crowd reading. This just kind of shows you how spirit works in its own way. I was doing a crowd reading and I chose this woman out of the crowd and I happened to have a young boy. It was a very young spirit, like a child, like eight-year-old type. When I picked on her, she was kind of like, I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't know who this boy is. And she was kind of hesitant that it was for her, which is fine. I always tell people, if it's not for you, tell me, because in a group reading like that, there's so much energy. Sometimes it does get a little jumbled. So I went back in and I felt, I'm like, I really have the right person. Like he wasn't leaving. He wasn't budging from her. So I gave her the message anyway. And I said, listen, I gave her all the evidence. And I said, this is what's going on. You know, he had a younger sister that he was trying to get a message to. So I gave her all the information and just moved on. And I was like, I'm just going to tell you, do with it what you want. Maybe ask a friend, ask somebody, but I feel like I need to tell this to you, even though she had literally no idea what was happening. So by the end of the demonstration, I went to walk away and she stopped me. She had called this guy she used to date. It was like uh, someone in his family's child. And she realized that they had a child that fit the description. So she called the sister of this guy she used to date and asked her about it. And it turned out that everything I said matched up. There was a younger sister involved. You know, he was trying to reach her, you know, through dreams and things like that. All of it was accurate. So the message resonated and this woman literally was the channel for it and had no idea what was happening and like just kind of took it and ran with it and spirit told her where to go and who to give it to. And it was crazy. That was an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. But I love when you get the person that it resonates for Mm -hmm. and it all pieces itself together. Absolutely. You know, I can feel it when I'm with the right person. It's almost like a, it's like a gut feeling. Like I feel like locked in and I can't, I can't look away. You know, it's really interesting. So now let me ask you, because obviously you're a medium. How do your clairs come in? Like, where do your gifts come through? So I'm mainly clairsentient. So I feel everything. I was trained when I developed my mediumship to try to work with all of the clairs to kind of open it up and give myself a chance to see what was stronger, see what I could build on and kind of grow. So I mainly work clairsentiently. Clairvoyantly would follow that. I get a lot of mental images in like my mind's eye as I'm feeling to kind of clarify and decipher what's going on. 
clairaudient, I say, would be the least for me, but I do get it sometimes. That comes through for me a lot when I'm at home in my own space and I'm getting like communication. I'll hear things. So it's like from- a safer, like that gift turns on when it's safer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When I'm more in my subconscious, I feel like the clear audience gets louder for me, but mostly it's feeling and some seeing. See, it's, and again, like, it's just so amazing to me because you're so strong in the areas that are my weak. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. The clear sentience is, I mean, I have it, but it's nowhere near my clear audience. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so interesting. Hey, like we are kindred spirits. We were meant to meet at October Fest. I love that. <laughs> but so, you know, on the other episodes of the podcast, I have spoken about how my gifts came through, how I knew I had these gifts, how, you know, the experiences I had as a kid and I would just see ghosts walking in my house. Like, how did you know that you had these gifts in the first place? I honestly didn't know what it was until I was probably, oh my gosh, almost probably in my early thirties, okay, um, like late twenties, early thirties, but I had experiences my whole life. I just didn't know, or I explained them away. Like vivid dreams is really how it started for me. Okay. So when I was probably like preteens, early teens, I started to have really vivid dreams where I would wake up and they would feel real. I would experience like sleep, like the paralysis where you couldn't come back into your body and you'd feel stuck. That would happen to me when I was like a young teenager and it was terrifying. I didn't even know what it was. So I don't even think I told anybody about it at the time. I just like dealt with it. No, I'm, I'm getting like terrified just hearing about that. That sounds terrible. It is scary. It's like, you feel like you're dreaming and you want to wake up, but you can't like, you're not like in your body. So you're trying to open your eyes. You're trying to yell. You're trying to move and you literally are frozen in your sleep and you can't wake yourself up. It's really terrifying. Some people get weird images and stuff when it happens. Luckily that didn't happen to me. It was all black, but I just, I didn't have freedom of my body, which is bizarre as a child to feel. But when I realized that there was something different was kind of in my twenties, when I started to dream about people that passed away, that's when it really started to be like, okay, something's happening here. Like I had dreams about my grandparents that felt so real. I would wake up and be shaking that like I was just with them. And the weirdest thing for me is like, I would have these dreams where like I was walking through like a big mall, right? This was like where it kind of started. <laughs> walking through a big mall and I would see my grandpa and I'd run to him and I'd hug him. And then I'd look up and across the aisle, I'd see a girl that I knew from like junior high that ended up unfortunately passing away young, but I would see her just standing there like waving at me. And then I'd wake up and be like, well, I'm dreaming about my grandpa. Like, what's she doing there? Mm -hmm. As I started to develop my mediumship, I started to realize, like, I was in the spirit world walking around and she knew me and she just wanted to say, what's up? Like, you know, it was that simple. And, you know, I just didn't know what was happening at the time. So it was just a little jarring, but that's kind of where it began for me. Got more and more intense, like the dreams. And then it turned into like a walking kind of like premonition things would happen and synchronicities and... Yeah. The way that it grew for me was really fast. When I decided I wanted to develop my mediumship and I started taking courses, it kind of was just like really fast. Like everything just started opening up almost like it was so purposeful. And it was like spirit was being like, what are you waiting for? Why did you wait so long to do this? You know? Right. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, cause you said your late twenties, early thirties, like, I know you're an astrology nerd. Like I am like, was it around your Saturn return? I don't know when that was. Cause at the time, I don't think I was like super into a lot of it yet. Like, so I wasn't really looking into it, 
Okay, because that would have been like around like 29-ish. 29. What did I do at 29? That's when I got married. I got married when I turned 29. So what happened when I turned 29? That was kind of when it started to open up actually. See, it that does connects. make a lot of sense. It all connects. See that? That makes so much sense because now I think about it. Yeah, because think about it. Saturn's the planet of work, right? And karma. Oh, I never even thought about that. That is so crazy. It definitely, it definitely was around that time. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just geeking out over here. Don't mind. Oh, I love that. I love, oh my God. I don't know. I I love astrology, but I don't know enough about it. So I love talking about it because it's so interesting. Because it is like, I feel like it's such a pivotal point in so many people's lives. And when you said that's kind of where I mean, I think I'm also channeling a little bit now, but like when you said my late twenties, early thirties, I was like, Oh, it's her turn. I was like, it's her karma, it's what she's meant to do, you know. So and it really felt that way when it started to open up. I, I like I almost was like, Wow, like this almost felt second nature to me. Why does this feel so natural? When it, I thought it was so weird. It like mm-hmm. it was such a strange experience. <sighs> Beautiful, but strange, you know? Yeah. And now let me ask you, because you did find this out so late in life, like coming out of the witchy closet, what was that like? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, for me, it probably wasn't as hard as for other people because I'm just a person who's naturally outgoing and I really don't tend to care much what people think of me. And I've always kind of been that way. So (laughs) it wasn't super tough for me in my family, like we always went to psychics. We always talked about spirits and like weird things would go off at the house and be like, oh, that's uncle so-and-so or whatever. So it was very, it wasn't weird to me to be that way. It started to kind of become more prevalent in my life. It wasn't super strange. There are some people in my life who I think look at me now and are kind of like, really? You know, because like they've known me forever and I'm just like, yeah, now I'm a medium. And it's like, really? But it's hard to and I sell crystals. Things. Yeah. Like it's, it's so funny. Like I literally went from being like an an admin in an office, like working on computers all day. It's like, yeah, no, I'm a spiritual person now. I'm just going to be a medium and a psychic. I'm going to sell healing tools. And that's what I'm going to do. It was literally like, I closed one chapter and jumped it right into it. It was like, no, that was it. Like no transition, just like done. This is what I'm doing. Done. I quit. I quit a customer service job and started selling crystals full time like that. And I think I had my business running maybe for a year and a half online in between. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was a risk. I mean, and I'm lucky, you know, I have support and stuff around me. My husband was very supportive of me doing that because that could have been an issue if he wasn't, right? I just love hearing about how other people come into their spirituality and into their gifts because it is such a personal journey. It is. It really is. And it's, you so know, and it's, everybody. yeah, I just love it. Like, I love it so much, but I really like the fact too that you acknowledged that, you know, mentors definitely helped along the way. And, you know, as much as we can teach ourselves, I do think that no matter what, we need to learn from somebody that's walked the path before us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like experience is like the most important thing in anything you do, you know, so to go to somebody that maybe has been there before, like, you know, there were situations that maybe I didn't know how to handle when I had people sitting with me for readings. You know, I've, I've had difficult clients that didn't want to get up because they didn't hear what they wanted to hear. And, you know, I had someone to go to and say like, Hey, what do you do in this scenario without being a terrible person and making yourself look bad because you're frustrated? What do you do? You know? Right. What do you, what do you mean by that? That they wouldn't get up? 
So I had someone, I do a lot of times when I read in like a public, like a fair, or like a public space, I do these like quick three card readings, just like an energy type reading. And mm-hmm. I kind of put like a five to 10 minute cap on them. So they're very quick. I was at this one event and I had someone sit down with me and I did my thing. And when I finished, she looked at me and she asked me a question about something else, which people do. I'm very nice. I'm just, I'm there to help, you know? So I answered her question, what I thought, what I felt about what she asked me. And she kept saying, can you pull another card? And I was like, well, I don't need to pull a card. I just, you know, I told you psychically what I'm feeling. No, 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 pull another card. So I just wanted to move on. So I'm like, okay, I'll pull one more card for you. So I flipped the card. I told her what I thought, like really brief synopsis. And she wasn't satisfied and was like, no, 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 pull another card. And I had to be like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You know, I have other people waiting. I have, you know, I have to move on. Like we've passed our time. I'm sorry. You know, you could come back or schedule a private reading with me if you want to. She got like angry at me. So I had to to stand up and kind of just, signal to her like it's time for you to go now and when I stood up she left and that's essentially what I was told to do anyway they said the the physical cue of standing up from the table is most people won't stay seated when you stand up in front of them so that's kind of an easy way to get people at least out of the chair (laughs) so that's you know that's what I learned anyway so that's kind of what I did but you know it's difficult because people have you know reasons why they need to know things or want to know things and you want to be sensitive to that but you have to draw your boundaries at the same time you know Absolutely. I think learning spiritual boundaries has been huge for me, especially being a medium. Mm, <laughs> so like not only with clients, but with the spirit world too, absolutely. you know, it's, it's been eye opening because I know personally, even when I set spiritual boundaries with the mediumship being like, you cannot contact me when I'm sleeping. There are still the occasional, you know, rule breakers that like to see what they can get away with. And I was just wondering, you know, what you do in terms of spiritual boundaries, like how do you set them? Well, I set them the way that I I work. So basically my spiritual team consists of, my grandmother is like the main person on my spirit team. And I like to work with family because that's mostly what I do with like the grief and healing work and like the mediumship work. So I basically ask my grandmother to like boundary me up any spirit that wants to come near me, like a physical spirit that has to go through her first, she vets everything that comes near me. So do things slip through sometimes? I mean, yes, sometimes it happens. She's not, you know, the most powerful spirit in the whole world. I mean, she's amazing and she does great things for me, you know, as a healer and everything, but you know, sometimes it happens. So, but for the most part, she, she knows what I need and she tries to keep that space for me. Sometimes she brings in other family members if she needs to so like a grandfather or an uncle you know sometimes will come with her but for the most part I ask them to help me protect my boundaries it's almost like I'll speak it out and say this is what I need let's do this going forward and kind of work that way you know I'll set the precedent I really like that but now what do you do when somebody does slip through or it's like a not so good energy that comes through like what are your practices to protect against that so if something that I didn't like slip through, I would just instantly, I would cleanse. I would do like a full, so I use smoke and f- I like smoke and fire. I'm a fire sign, you know, I'm a Leo sun, sad rising. So I like fire and smoke. So, you know, sage Palo Santo, I use candles sometimes, you know, I like to like use white candles, like pure white light. 
I work with a lot of selenite. I have tourmaline everywhere. So I like to grid, especially gridded the basement for my husband's man cave for him to kind of like keep that space safe. I kind of do a little bit of everything, but that I would cleanse, I would smoke cleanse immediately and just banish it. Windows open and I like to yell. I'm like a very vocal, a vocal spirit connector. I like to talk to them out loud. So if I'm angry, I let them know I'm angry and I tell them to get the F out. Okay. Maybe in not such a nice way, but that's, you know, for me, that works. Leo and Sag in you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But it's on fire. Okay. So since we have a few more minutes, let's talk spooky. Recording this right before Halloween. Oh, give me some like good, like one or two like good ghost stories from your experience. Okay, let me see. What do I got? So, oh, okay. So my mom liked to go to estate sales when I was growing up and buy like dead people's stuff, <laughs> right? So as a person who doesn't really know yet that they're a medium and like an open channel for anything energetic, it was great living in that house, you know? (laughs) So I remember I had this dream one night about an old woman in a Victorian dress standing at the top of the stairs, like right outside my room. And I remember I told my sister about it and I believe she had had a dream about something similar. And, but like, I saw it like a full manifestation standing on the top of the stairs And when I went downstairs and looked at one of the pictures she had recently brought home, it looked almost like the same woman. And I'm pretty sure she brought the spirit home with the picture and like, she wouldn't throw it out. She wouldn't get rid of it. It's probably still in the house somewhere, but that's the kind of stuff that was always happening. Things would get attached to objects and get brought in the house. And then I would dream about them. So that was kind of creepy, but we also had a little slot machine that my mom had and it would go off randomly and we didn't know why. And it was funny. It would like ching ching and like make like the, the noises like slot machine. We took the batteries out of this thing. We did everything and it would still go off. And that was crazy. Until my parents literally sold it at a garage sale and got it out of the house. It never stopped. That was weird. That's really weird. Yeah. So okay. I experienced a lot of like physical things, like picking up energy for sure. Well, and it's interesting because like as we're recording this, the internet is kind of doing something now we've been fine the whole time yeah as as you start talking about this wacky stuff the internet starts acting up which I find with my mentor when we start talking about paranormal and ghost stuff and the 5d the internet starts going wacky too so it's just like perfectly divine (laughs) it's so funny yeah I noticed that that's a common theme for me that like the energy likes to mess with electronic stuff around me knock stuff down that happened to me earlier. I was like across the room, something like fell off the shelf. And I'm like, why? Why? You know, I was in the garage, things like banging on the garage door. I'm like, why? You know, they just, they like to just mess with me. I don't know. But that's the kind of stuff that I experienced. Just like weird, like physical manipulations of things, like objects and stuff. Yeah, um, that slot machine is something. That was weird. Because that went on for a while. And like, it would just randomly happen. No matter what we did, we couldn't stop it. Like nothing. Until we got rid of it, it wouldn't stop. I think if there's anything else that was like really scary. I was such a baby when I was younger because everything scared me because I felt so much and I didn't know why. So I really didn't do anything risky when I was a kid or like go to any like, you know, people used to go to like those haunted like insane asylums and stuff. I never did that stuff because I was always afraid because I felt so much. No, I get it. It's the same way. And I didn't realize I went to Alcatraz 
like years ago and we did a night tour. And this was before I really knew, you know, fully what my gifts were and all of the things. And it was so creepy and like eerily creepy. And I couldn't put it to words why I was so creeped out by the whole thing. And yeah. who I was with at the time was like, stop it. You're being a baby. Blah, blah, blah. It's not that scary. Nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, no, it's not okay here. It's not okay here. And come to find out almost a decade later, I understood why I felt so uncomfortable there. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. But, oh my goodness. I can just talk and talk and talk. So that being said, what would be your, and we'll end here. What will be your best advice for somebody just starting out in their spiritual journey? Okay. That's a good question. Just starting out. I would say read a lot and read everything and do what resonates with you. And don't worry about what doesn't. I feel like there's a lot of pressure in the spiritual community to do things certain ways. And for certain things, like I think like when it comes to protecting yourself and like certain practices, sure, there are certain ways to do things, but as far as like how you want to practice and the things you want to explore and do and the way you do them, I say, don't let people judge you. Do what feels right. Intention is always the best way to just go for it. Like whatever you feel is what you need to do and just do it with, you know, the purest of, you know, energy and approach it with all the light. And I think that's really all you can do, you know, just do it in the best, with the best intentions possible. You're just such a ray of sunshine. I just love talking to you. <laughs> You're so sweet. I love you too. I'm so happy that we met each other. We soulmates. I love it. I know it was definitely faded. Thank you so much though. This has been so much fun. And I know my listeners are going to love every bit of this. Of course. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely. I'm so excited. Of course. Of course. All right, you guys, how awesome is Shauna? She is just so incredible and I love her so much. So make sure you follow her. All of her information is in the show notes. Sunny Vibes Crystals on Instagram and all of her other information is in there as well. And as always, you guys know how to get in touch with me at Stephanie Marie underscore 222 on Instagram, Stephanie Marie on Facebook. Hop into my Facebook group, shoot me an email, message me with questions that you want me to talk about on the podcast, and I've got you, all right? Next week, we have another great episode coming up. I will see you next Tuesday, same place. Make sure you come check it out. Sending you so much love and light. Have a magical day.